You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. A couple of key Texans might be back on the field soon. I'll tell you who and how soon. Plus, do we actually know anything about football and the Texans? Yeah, we're going to try to answer the critics in today's show. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk podcast, along with my regular co-host, Brian Patterson from Fansided's HouseofHouston.com. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And the good news, Deontay Foreman, although he did not practice Monday, says he definitely expects to start the 21-day window and expects to start practicing again this week. If you don't know what that means, once the Texans start that window, they have to put him on the 53-man roster in that time span or he's done for the season. One other keynote from Bill O'Brien Monday, he said he expects Kiki QT to play this Sunday against the Texans. So some good news on both of those fronts. Those are key guys moving forward this season. Some key stats for you. These are good. We got two good, one maybe not so good. The Texans haven't turned the ball over in three consecutive games. That's the first time they've done that in franchise history. Keep this in mind. Since 2015, they have the second best record in the NFL when they win the turnover battle. So yeah, that's a big deal. Special teams. We've talked about it this season. We're going to talk about it more in the show. According to our partners at Pro Football Focus, Brennan Scarlett's been one of the best special teams player, players in the league this year. They graded him out at 87.1, which ranks first among 169 qualifying special teams players this season. Now the bad, Julian Davenport has given up 42 quarterback pressures, which is the most that any NFL tackle has given up this season. Brian, by comparison, Kendall Lamb has given up 17 pressures and 100 fewer snaps. So, yeah, we got to talk about Davenport a little bit, Brian, but, you know, we'll talk about him in a second. But it's, it's just, uh, I, I, I'm wondering how fair it is to see what he's done considering how much they've bounced him around, if you know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, I, I'm not ready to and, – and people better not be ready to to kick Davenport out of the offensive line. Um, he's still got a lot to learn. You know, you would almost consider this his rookie season where he is getting a steady, healthy dose of snaps out there. So he's learning on the fly, and he, we have no choice. Um, you know, the Houston Texans have no choice because, uh, you know, the depth that – you know, limited depth that we have out on the offensive line. So um, I, I'm just going to reserve judgment. I'm going to give him another season, and then I can start evaluating him from that point. But so far, you know, not good in terms of what he's been putting up, but um, at least he's out there contributing. And, um, and we, we hope that there's some improvement that comes along through the season. Yeah, we're going to circle. I, I want to circle back to him in a bit, but – you know, you listeners always hear me asking you to rate us on iTunes and put a review for us. And, you know, I'm looking through the reviews and the recent ones aren't very nice. And I see one person say these guys are often biased, quote unquote. They get the facts wrong. He goes on to say we don't have real insight, quote unquote, and that it's time to bring in real journalists. Another listener says it's typical uninformed fan talk. Uh, Brian, you know, I, you go through some, a couple of these reviews and I, I just, 
you know, I, I don't want to make this like I'm arguing against the oddballs on Twitter or something like this. But basically, you know, if you if you think that, you know, we're doing a good job, let us know. I, the bad the people that think that they've got something uh, angry to say are usually the ones that get the loudest for them. And they're the, usually the ones that say stuff, Brian. But, you know, I, I would like to see some people that, you know, I know some of you are listening to the show all the time. So you, I, I would assume that they like w- what we're doing here and they trust uh, our opinions on stuff. Right, right. And, and you know, when we work very hard daily uh, to give you content to talk about, you know, you know, we, we appreciate hearing from you, the good and the bad. But again, um, can we hear some specifics on, on what you have, uh, you know, a problem with or what, what we can improve on? But, um, you know, it, it's it's a it's definitely a, we're working really hard at, at making sure that we're, we're doing everything we can to give you some great content to to listen to each and every day, five days a week. Yeah, we give you our email in every single uh, description of every podcast. So if you got something that you think we're just totally off on off base on, let us know. If you think there's a lot of things that we're off base on, let us know. Email us. It's real simple. LockedOnTexans at Mail.com. But, you know, for those who don't think I'm a real journalist, you're entitled to your opinion. What I can tell you is I've worked in the business for 27 years now starting at the NBC in Columbia, Missouri, moving to the NBC and WB News affiliates in Little Rock, the CBS in Memphis. I've been here in Houston at various stations for the last 17 years, working as a producer, as a writer, as a videographer, uh, just you know, a little bit of everything. And for, the most, for most of the last five years, I've been credentialed by the Texans and been out there at OTAs and mini camp and training camp. I'm also a graduate from the University of Missouri Broadcast Journalism School, which is considered one of the best in the nation, as is uh, my friend over with the Locked On Rockets, Ben DuBose. And Brian, you've got a journalism background, too. I mean, that's that, I mean, I know you're you're you got that same thing. Absolutely. Uh, University of Houston, Clear Lake, uh, you know, worked on the, the the newspaper. You know, I was uh, one of the lead editors uh, on on our team. And, uh, you know, people look to me uh, for advice on how, you know, to write, how to put out the greatest content. I was a headline writer. So people would come to me and say, you know, what's the best headline for this? So uh, a lot of my experience is in print, but I do have a lot of experience uh, with, uh, you know, the verbal word uh, as well. And I've been with House of Houston since 2014. I've been there five years. So I do have uh, experience, uh, you know, I I would have to say that I'm not a credential media member like Robert. But again, I wanted to go into the private sector, you know, right after college. So, you know, maybe that's a little bit my fault. I'm not working in it every day. But again, you know, I am in tune with what's going on with the Houston Texans. And, you know, we, we just want, you know, the best for this team, just like you do uh, as fans. And we want to report it. And we've got to report on the good and the bad, you know, because this isn't a PR game, you know, whatever. I we, we take pride in what we do. And I just want to set the record straight that, you know, this isn't a lollygag. You know, we're planning each show day by day to let you guys know what's going on with the Houston Texans, to give you the content that you deserve. Yeah, we, we get the experts on here as well. I mean, we get people that follow these other teams, part of the Locked On Network. Uh, some of them have some really fantastic backgrounds as well. We, we have, uh, we've had John McClain on. We've had uh, the guys that cover the team all over the map. We just had Aaron Reese on with The Athletic. And, 
you know, Steph Stradley with the Houston Chronicle and on and on and on. So, you know, Vandermeer has been on with this. You know, he, you know, he's out with the Texans all the time. Uh, he has a deep insight of what's going on. So you, you get all of that when you get us. And, and we don't claim to be X's and O's people. I mean, we're, that's not our thing necessarily. But I don't think you have to necessarily be a great X's and O's person to know if something isn't working or something is working. And I, I, I know, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've said that we just believe that they were doing wrong. It turns out the coaching staff that's had years as professional coaches or college or high school or all of their background and have played, they realized they were wrong too. I want to get into that. What did Robert and Brian get right? And what did we get wrong so far this year? That's what I want to get into. That's the little game that we're going to play in this show. But before we do that, you know, if you're enjoying our show, Again, as we always tell you, let people know about it. Tell them to go on uh, and find Locked On Texans. We're on Spotify, the Google Podcast app, Stitcher, iTunes, so many ways to get us. Again, we ask you, rate us on iTunes, write something on iTunes. It really makes a difference for us. Also, support us by sharing our show links with your social media followers. And as I said earlier, we will listen to you. We want to hear what you have to say. Locked on Texans at mail.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're easy to find. Uh, it, it, if you don't, if you forget, just uh, we've got the links and we've got the uh, the Twitter handles up on our show subscription. It's up on the website as well. So check us out over there. All right, Brian, I want to get into what the Texans uh, have done this year and what Robert and Brian got right and what they got wrong about the Texans this year. What did we screw up and what did we get right? I'm going to start off with something that I think we got very right. And that was Kiki QT. I was out at camp this year and I saw this guy and he was open all the time. He looked like he was head and shoulders above every slot receiver that we've seen the tech with the Texans over the years. And when he has played, when he has been healthy, he has looked really good. The potential is there. Uh, if you could just keep him on the field, QT was somebody that we get right. I said that guy was going to be open all the time. He's been open. I said he could catch. He has caught the ball. Um, maybe a one or two drops, but you're seeing what Kiki QT could do. Let me ask you, is there something that let's start with some of the stuff that maybe we got wrong. What did we get wrong so far, Brian? Remember, we talked about uh, in the preseason of how robust this offense is going to be, you know, with everybody back in the fold, Deshaun Watson healthy, uh, DeAndre Hopkins being available, Will Fuller healthy. But that wasn't the case. You know how, you know, early in the season, it was a slow go because, you know, they had to knock the rust off. Now we're now this team is rolling, but, you know, going into their sixth straight win. But it took a little while. So. You know, the 30 points a game that they were averaging during, you know, the the seven games that Deshaun Watson played that, you know, has gone out the window. But we're but but the Houston Texans are still very decent where they're at. So right now they're ranked 14th in the NFL. That's 369 point yards of offense per game. So 14th in that. And they're averaging 24 points a game. So about six points off. That's good for 16th in the NFL. It's really hard to get up to uh, the Saints right now. The Saints, you know, again, have uh, one of the most, you know, has the most robust offense. And you saw it this past Sunday of how good they are. And 
looking at how they're converting things. We're, the Texans are a bit better on converting third downs. 36% last season, they're up to 39%. But the biggest jump is on fourth downs. When Bill O'Brien decides to go for it, he has fairly made pretty good decisions on when to and when not to. And we've criticized some of those moments. But we've gone up from 50% to 66% and fourth down conversions. So there is some improvement. Uh, going on there, and uh, but I but we expected a lot more. But again, there's seven more games that we we that we can play here, and uh, it's it's just going to be interesting to see how this offense levels out as we get toward the end of the season. Right, and I think one of the things that maybe we didn't anticipate, and and that was our mistake, was that Deshaun Watson was going to be a little bit slow out of the gate, coming back from the yeah. injury, coming back from not having played in preseason. I think. It was maybe a mistake by the Texans coaching staff. We've talked about it, uh, not playing him more in the preseason, but maybe they did it right. You know, maybe that keeps him a little bit healthier. Uh, you don't get him in, in any sort of trouble in the preseason. Uh, who knows? But that's something that maybe we didn't anticipate. Now, let me just, I'll go, my next thing is with what we got right. Let's go with something that has a lot to do with what's going on with the offense and the offensive line. Now, I think overall, we got this right. We said the O-line would be improved from last year. We said it couldn't help but get better. Now, maybe that's a statement of the obvious, but a lot of people said, oh, they're, they're, they still stink. They, the, the guys that they got in the offseason, who they put into place, you know, it, it, it's not going to be any better. You know, they, they didn't get anybody good. They didn't go out and get Nate Solder. Now, let's go through this. I don't think there's any question that Zach Fulton has been better than Jeff Allen. The combination of Chantrell Henderson and Kendall Lamb has without question been better than Breno Giacomini. Uh, I don't know if anybody would argue those two points. We, we said during the preseason it was not a wise move to play Davenport at tackle, at right tackle that is, which turned out to be very prescient. We were right about that. We also said uh, it, it's, it, it's a little bit, uh, you know, we, we thought Davenport was going to be pretty decent. Um now, is he better than Chris Clark has been? Uh, that's debatable. You know, you could debate that, but I believe if he was left alone and stayed at left tackle, like we talked about earlier in the show, you might give him the nod. As far as left guard, I was of the belief that Martinez Rankin would have that spot. And if he did, I think he could have been better than uh, Kelamete and Xavier Suofilo. Right now, it's close. I don't know. Nick Martin, though. Um, you could say he hasn't shown the improvement that we would have hoped that maybe that we were thinking that could happen, but Martin has definitely improved as a pass blocker. And overall, Brian, I feel like we got that one, right? Just the offensive line is better. You know, it, it might not be a huge improvement as much as everybody would want, but I think that's something that we got right. What, what else did we get wrong? What we got wrong is uh, special teams. And again, you know, we can debate about this here, but Brad Sela comes in, turns around literally this is a worst to first story uh with football outsiders uh you know the the value over average defensive value over average that they had the dvoa they were 26th last season under larry Izzo. brad seeley comes down and now the special teams uh unit is ranked fourth uh, in the nfl but i would point this out we made the point brian that they were going to be better because we thought they finally hired a special teams coordinator with some stature and who they, they, they put some real importance into hiring a special teams coordinator that, 
you know, had a history of being good. And Brad Seeley was that three Super Bowl championships, a long history in the NFL. So that part, I think, I don't know. I, I didn't think they were going to be terrible because I, I saw that was Brad Seeley. I mean, I, I don't think we predicted that they were going to be awful again. I just thought they were going to be decent. But no, we're, tra- you know, this unit is trending toward elite, you know, with the way they've been playing uh, so far. Right. So. Uh, but but with special teams, it, look, Pro Football Focus is giving them giving some love. You know they've got a seventy two point seven grade. That's still good for seventh amongst all the thirty two NFL teams. And we mentioned Pro Football Focus, and we mentioned these DVOA rankings. But I hope you know we're also doing this based on the eye test. I mean, I hope the people out there right. can understand that we're looking at the special teams, and they're not giving up big plays and punt returns. They're tackling guys when they should tackle the guys. I just mentioned how Brennan Scarlett has turned into one of the best special teams players in the NFL. And and pro football focus and DVOA, they're, they're basing their stuff. It's real stuff they're basing their stuff on. But also, I mean, the penalties. We're just not seeing the penalties in special teams that we have in the past. Eddie Pleasant is gone. And you could tell that he's gone because we're not seeing a penalty every time uh, they, they, they punt the ball, which is a big big deal. I'm going to go with something else that we got really right. And that's Justin Reed. You know, I said that I, what I saw from him and OTAs and minicamp was a really good safety. This guy had real potential and you could say, well, you know, a lot of people thought that was a steal. You're not the only one, Robert, but I was out there, you know, I was out there watching him and he was head and shoulders above anything that I'd seen in the past from any of the rookie safeties that had played for the Texans. He was head and shoulders above a lot of what I was seeing, period. You know, even with Ty Matthew out there or Kareem Jackson or Dre Howe, some of the veteran guys, Justin Reed looked like he belonged with the veteran guys, and, and we've definitely seen that this year. Uh, let's get to your next one. What what did we get wrong, Brian? Also, what we got wrong is uh, about Kareem Jackson. Kareem Jackson, just his, uh, just his rise to prominence. Yet you know, this guy definitely has a but the ability to go out there and be nominated for the Pro Bowl. That's how much highly I think of him right now with the way he's been playing. His his pro football focus grades are up. His pass breakups are up. And uh, he is, you know, when quarterbacks throw his way, and it's not all that often, they have a 61.9 quarterback rating when they're throwing that way. That's the highest of his career. and hasn't been uh, lower than 64, which was the 2012 season. The 2012 season is the best season of his career thus far. But uh, but now going into 2018, it may be even better. So, again, keep an eye on Kareem Jackson. He's officially on Pro Bowl watch. And nobody saw what Kareem was going to do overall. But we didn't get this totally wrong. We and everybody else that's watched him thought Kareem Jackson is a safety. And he's been extraordinary when he's been at the safety position. What I, I, I didn't see and I don't think anybody saw was that when he was put back at cornerback, he was he would still hold his own. He would still put up good numbers, and he's just been everywhere. And I don't know how you predict what was going to happen to Kareem Jackson because I don't know who who was going to see that. Um, I've I've got some the sort of the bigger biggest prediction that we did for the Texans this year in a bit. Me and Brian are going to talk about that, but we can't we can't go on without talking about uh, what we're doing on Twitter right now. Make sure you follow. Locked on NFL net on Twitter. You get all the local experts in our locked on NFL network on one feed. It's one feed. So you get everybody, whatever breaks, whatever happens. It's really amazing when all the games are going on on, on Sunday, for example, 
or when news is breaking, when something breaks, you're going to want to check Locked On NFL Net. Uh, same thing on Instagram. It's Locked On NFL Net. The major stories in, in just a minute, you'll get a little bite-sized audio content there on Instagram too. So that's really cool. So again, Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. All right, Brian, let's continue with what we got right and what we got wrong. I'll, I'll do the next one as far as what we got right, and I think it's the tight end position. We we made a big point that the Texans didn't address the tight end position when it came to signing a free agent who could block. They also didn't grab a player in the draft who could block. That was absolutely a concern. It's been an issue when it comes to the running game and protecting Deshaun Watson this year. We suggested the Texans sign maybe Mercedes Lewis, who's not been an exceptional run blocker this year, but he's light years ahead of what we're seeing from Ryan Griffin and Jordan Thomas. That's something that they're going to have to correct. That's something that we emphasized, and and it's come to matter. It's mattered in the passing game, and it's mattered in the running game. Brian, you got anything else? Anything else that we got wrong? Yeah, Jordan Akins uh, also, uh, too. I mean, we we went high with them uh, with that pick. We went with them uh, again the uh, third round. Yeah, that's correct. I guess they were trying to figure out, you know, we're going to get all these tight ends here. We're going to work them out and we're going to see which one works out the best. And, you know, that's an okay strategy, but you want somebody that's going to be more of a sure thing, especially when you have an NFL team uh, in front of you. And that is an important part. Yeah, but did you and I think that he was going to be great immediately or any? I mean, I I didn't know what to think of him to start with because, you know, he's somebody that. Uh, I just I was concerned about his versatility and some of the different things like how I was wondering, like how they were going to be able to keep him on the field because he, he wasn't a pass blocker in, in, in college. I, I guess maybe you, you were hopeful that he was going to be, you know, playing more and, and is going to make a bigger yeah. difference in the passing game, I, I would I would guess. Yeah, and you you only see him used in certain spots and certain schemes, and you know Jordan Thomas is getting a lot of play uh, right now, especially uh, you know just being a, you know a good red zone target. So um, it's just like each of these these tight ends have something special about them, and if they were just one player, if we could merge them all into one, that'd be a heck of a tight end. Uh, so, but that's not the situation that that we're working with. Also, another thing, I just kind of want to double back on Kareem Jackson. Actually, with the snaps that he's taken, he's taken a lot more at corner this season than he has at safety. 263 snaps and then only 130 at safety. It shows his versatility, but it also demonstrates that he's still got it at cornerback. Yeah, good point. Good point on how many the, the, the snaps. And I didn't even realize it was that many at cornerbacks. It was almost double double of it that he, he's had at safety this year. Yeah. Let, let me go to the big picture because uh, – Let's remind everybody of our predictions this season. I predicted that the Texans would be 10 and 6. What did you say, Brian? Uh, I said 12 and 4. So far, I think we're we're in the neighborhood, both you and yeah. me, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if they continue at the pace that they're going, they're going to win somewhere around 10, 11, 12 wins. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it, unless Deshaun gets hurt, I, I don't see a scenario where they shouldn't win at least 10 games, and maybe, like you said, as many as 12. There's going to be a loss somewhere in there, but when you look at the schedule, you try to wonder where it's going to be. Uh, the Redskins are a tough team, so that it could be next week. But again, uh, with the way this team is playing, they're on a roll. They're going to be rested and not hopefully not rusty. 
But um, I, I really do see and look at with with how the Eagles played last time against the Cowboys. So you go you're going into their territory. The Cowboys were able to go into their territory and get a win. What thinks what what makes it bad that we can't go out there and do the same thing? The Houston Texans, that is. Yeah, I mean the Eagles of last year, that's over with. Um yeah. you, you know that from watching the the Cowboys game, but it's just other games this year. I mean, their the record is not anything special and it's, it's just not the same team. So I think the the big concern we had early in the year with the Eagles is not there. And and look, the Texans they have the worst schedule, the easiest schedule in the NFL. I should say the best in that. In, in that. <laughs> but, I mean, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL, and, and maybe it's gotten easier in a lot of ways. But a team that the Texans maybe weren't expecting to be all that good this year, the Colts, uh, I think that game's going to be one of the real tough ones moving forward, and, and you and I agree on that. Um, I guess any any last word on any of the stuff that we went through? We had chalked up the Eagles game. We, we were just so sure that that was going to be a loss. You and I had that as a loss, but now it just looks so uh, winnable now. I, I hope they run the table. Can they do the unthinkable by running the table? Again, the franchise record uh, is seven in a row. You know, can we can the Houston, Texas tie it on Sunday and keep this thing rolling and make history along the way? They're not running the table the rest of the season. Could they get seven in a row? Well, that's that's a it's going to be a coin flip. They're favored, believe it or not, by three points. So go to our friends over at my bookie. And and if you think the Texans can cover that spread or if you think they're, you know, that my bookie or the the books are uh, they're crazy in thinking that, then go put some money on it. And, you know, the code locked on. 25 remember that code so you can get some uh, money off if you go to locked if you go to my bookie and if you forget any of that just go to our website uh we mentioned that in a lot of the posts so you can find that information there don't forget lockedontexans.com for more of our content nathan andy brandon calvin and the list of our contributors uh continues to increase house of houston is where you find brian stuff i'm at houston sports talk the podcast That's all we got for this one. Uh, We're going to preview the Redskins game with the Locked On Redskins host, Chris Russell, in tomorrow's show. You're not going to want to miss that. But as always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. (laughs) 